Hey everybody, this is Eric from the Fat Packs. And this week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks, Dynasty Breaks, and King Carl Sports Art. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll be right back. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you are having a blessed week as I know that I am. I want to give a big shout out to our show sponsors, Badger Breaks, Dynasty Breaks, Ken Carl Sports Art, and new this month, Matty Yerkes over at One Star Gum. If you need a custom card, Matty Yerkes is who you need to uh, talk to. The show, he will, his information will be in the show link. Make sure you check him out for that. He's done some great stuff for us. Uh, most recently, he did a great custom uh, in collaboration with Ken Carl Sports Art for our man Stu Payne over from Let Me Get That Potographed in a, in a in memoriam card. Uh, if I don't know if Drew has any more of those cards left, but you need to talk to him if you would like one. Uh, Matt just did a great job with that as well as Ken. So I want to thank all those guys for uh, jumping on and on board with the show and, and sponsoring it, uh, helping me get the uh, the show out to you. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, don't got a lot here on the first segment to, to get to uh, new products and new pricing. There's not a whole lot to talk about, just uh, four new products and one new product price. So we'll, we'll, do, we'll just give that to you right now. Uh, Spectra Basketball is out today. If you're listening to this Friday, it's out today. 2018-19 Spectra Basketball. 2019 Prism Baseball is out. Big League Baseball is out. I like Big League. That was probably one of my one of my uh, favorite products from last year. It was one of those uh, lower-end uh, sets, but it was fun. There was lots of lots of different colors to look at, and it was something that I thought kids could get behind, and I really enjoyed it. And then finally, uh, Topps Bundesliga Museum Collection. I think I probably murdered that. Don't take my word for it, but it's out. You can go check it out. Uh, all those are uh, new releases this week. And then finally, the new product that got that is priced for you in the in your on, online price guide is Diamond Kings Baseball, 2019 Diamond Kings Baseball. Thanks, uh, thanks Brian, for getting that done. All right, we're going to get right into our show. We have two interviews this week. Uh, first, we got uh, Kyle from over at Badger Breaks. He's joining us. He's got a discount code for you at the end of the interview. Make sure that you uh, jump in and use that. Don't miss the opportunity to do that. And then on the other side of that, we have Ken Kinsley, who uh, is back for his monthly visit and we as we do our inserted sec- segment. And this time we're talking about 2007 Rittenhouse IRL autographs. This is uh, something that I had to pass the baton to Ken for. He was uh, he he had information like I, I didn't I didn't even know existed about IRL autographs. So don't want to miss that. Want to give Ken a, a special shout out uh, as well. Today I had the privilege to go over to 105.3 The Fan here in Dallas Fort Worth, and we were uh, talking talking collecting. We opened up some 1991 Topps baseball because who doesn't love that set? And uh, he, those those packs came from Ken. Uh, courtesy of Beans Ball Card Blog, and I really appreciate that, Ken, for the hookup there, and those guys really enjoyed it. Uh, the segment is up on the Fat Packs Facebook page and on my, my personal page. You can go, you can go check it out. Uh, I might have overstated on the Luca a little bit, but it, it'll get there. <laughs> it'll get there. Might Like, again, I might have overstated on the Luca, but it was a fun segment nonetheless. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of this, we're going to come back with Kyle from Badger Breaks and then Ken as we talk about 2007 Rittenhouse IRL autographs. Hang tight, guys, and we'll be right back. This is Anthea Dick, a.k.a. Queen of Abs, and you're listening to The Fat Pack. All right, guys, thanks for joining us uh, after that quick break, hanging out with us. All right, next on the show is, a, is an interview that's been in a long time coming. He is our, our title sponsor for the year of 2019. It's Kyle over at Badger Breaks. What's up, Kyle? How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Man, I'm so I'm so happy to have you on board. Uh, this is the it's been a while since we since we spoke, but I'm glad that we're finally getting to to be able to do that because some some cool stuff has happened for Badger Breaks since the last time we spoke. I guess we need to start with that Baker Mayfield. What's up with that? Oh man, that was awesome. Uh, well, first off, the whole uh, the whole release of 2018 National Treasures Football was awesome. I mean, I would probably say that um, product of the year, your best uh, return on investment, and just all around awesome stuff. Uh, on uh, on release day, we pulled the 101 uh, nameplate RPA of Baker Mayfield for one of our customers and. 
that was uh, obviously a huge pull. Um, our customer uh, put it up on eBay for auction, and unfortunately, the first time the the winner didn't pay, but he put it up uh, a second time, and he got an offer, and and that person uh, paid, and it sold for twenty five thousand dollars, which is pretty insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so as as the breaker, as the guy that pulled that, a couple of questions there. First, what's it feel like to hold twenty five thousand dollars in your hands? <laughs> Man, man um, honestly, when you first pull it, man, you're just so happy for the customer. And I mean, you know, um, sometimes these guys sell a lot of money out in breaks. You know, to hit something like that is super rare. And to do that for somebody just feels good, you know. And um, I mean, it's just a beautiful card in general, too. So pulling something like that and, you know, having a passion for cards and you know, caring about my customers and stuff is just overall a great experience. I mean, yeah, it was uh, definitely a rush, that's for sure. So you mentioned they're caring about your customers. So obviously you, you care about them and you care about the card that you just pulled. After you have a small heart attack because of what you just pulled, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you recover out of that? I mean, because it's a crazy moment. Everybody's excited. What was the, what was the live feed like? Man, well, um, I kind of screamed a little bit. <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa, you screamed like a little girl. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it's just really excited. It's, um, it took me uh, probably five, ten minutes, you know, to to get back into the, the motion of it, you know, actually breaking without, you know, the all the, uh, all the comments coming in and, you know, the feelings. But, um. Yeah, it definitely takes five minutes after a pull like that to get back into groove, that's for sure. Absolutely. Now, did you get a cut of it because you pulled it? Come on now. Tell me you got something. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just teasing. No, man. The, my, my cut is just being happy and, um, you know, just ha- just having a you know a happy customer. And, you know, it's, it's a good look, you know, pulling, pulling stuff like that, you know, not – not a lot of people get to pull stuff like that. Absolutely, Those, uh, it's a one on one for a reason. Uh, that yeah. whole, that whole rookie class was just outstanding. It seemed like, and then amazing. At you add to the fact, like you said, it's national treasures. So yeah. it, it's it, it's great. If you guys got into it, congratulations. I I couldn't I couldn't get into it. So uh, it that's that's on me though. You guys uh, did real well with it. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some other things that are happening. Last time we spoke, I just want to update. The last time we spoke, you were thinking about hopefully maybe trying to open a card shop. Where's that at? Um, that's still in the process. Um, here in a couple, I guess, at the end of the summer, I'm going to be looking uh, looking to move to the Madison area. And uh, just kind of waiting for... Uh, waiting for some other things in life to fall in place. Mm-hmm. And then um, first step is getting that house down there. That's uh, that's my goal to, you know, first step, get the house and making sure my office office at the house, you know, is up and running. So, sure. you know, so things don't slow down, you know. It's, it's a fast-paced, moving hobby business, you know. You always got to be on your toes. And I don't want to be down for a week, you know, just because of some stuff, you know. Absolutely. You, you don't want to do that. So, uh, it it is a fast paced hobby. It's a it's a fast paced business. Um, with that being said, you you posted something on on the Badger Breaks Facebook page that I'm not sure a lot of people even knew about because there were questions coming in. You have this great Badger Bucks program. Tell me about that. Yeah, Badger Bucks, definitely. Um, so for every uh, every dollar you spend on the website, you get money back. Say. Um, um, you get, let me, think, let me think here, the conversion rate's a little, a little different. Um, so for every dollar you spend, you get 10, 10, uh, Badger Bucks. Uh, you get a Badger Buck for every dollar, wait, no, you get a Badger Buck for every dollar you spend. And once you get to 500 points, you get $5 back. Okay. Let me think here. I'm trying to think this. It's kind of confusing for me, too. <laughs> but yeah, you get. Um, I'm trying to sign into my account here, so I can look at all the uh, so 
stuff. Here's the rewards. 500 Badger Bucks, you get $5 back. Um, you can earn them, you know, by obviously buying things on the site, you know, sharing on Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. Um, I don't know how many breakers, you know, I, I offer, you know, money back on stuff, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good deal. Um, you can, you can save them up too. You say you don't want to spend five bucks. You can save it up to 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks. Um, and there's just random things I give out in a group too that add on to that. Like I was at the bucks game last week and I gave out a hundred dollars in badger bucks. Just, um, just for free to anyone in the group. Awesome. I saw that you did an email promotion recently too where you told the guys, hey, check your email. You have something in there. And that's that's a great way to to gain a community and, and, and really help grow one. What, what What's the overall feel that – I know that you're the CEO of Badger Breaking so uh, or Badger Breaks. So what's the overall feel that you get from the community of guys that you're breaking with? Uh, are they liking things, or do you think you can do some things different to maybe change up and pull some more guys in? Um, I feel like a lot of guys like it. Uh, we got about 3,000 members in the group right now. That's amazing. We're, gro- we're growing every day. Um, our allocations are getting better for the more desirable product. We're breaking more. Um and I just, I just, I feel like a little bit more word of mouth out there, and we'll just keep growing. And um, I mean, we we ship really quick. I got, I got my uh, employee and friend Chris in the other room. He's uh, shipping stuff out right now. Um, I have another guy that helps out posting some stuff here and there. Uh, we're, we're just always working. It's, uh, it's a good thing, you know. People like that. You know, a lot of people are on their phones this day and age. They're on their phones, you know. Sometimes they're on their phones at work, you know, and they're on their phones at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Right. <laughs> Anytime, you know. So we're just always always working and uh, giving people options, choices to uh, get into whatever they want, and uh, and we're always offering great prices too. And you you always want to catch our pre sales. Our pre sales are usually some of the best deals, if not the best deals you guys can find out there. All right, so where do we catch the pre-sales? Because you, you got the website, you got the Facebook page, you got your Twitter account. Where, where's the best place to catch those pre-sales? Um, joining our Facebook group. So you want to search uh, Badger Breaks on Facebook and join our group. I let everybody know there before I post these things to the website. So it's kind of kind of want to be in the group to catch these times but i mean you can uh i do post on the business page sometimes but i'm i started i started everything in the group so i kind of based everything in the group but um almost every break goes on the website now badgerbreaks.com we do do a couple facebook exclusive breaks and um you don't want to miss on those sometimes those are just way too cheap sometimes you know it's only to Facebook, it's kind of, you know, like a customer, almost a customer appreciation break. Okay, that makes so, a lot um, of sense. Yeah, yeah, those, those are kind of rare this day and age since there's so much traffic and, I mean, it's just a lot to keep track of and uh, the website helps keep track of everything, you know, keep it in order. Right. And don't miss people commenting on things and, you know, face, Facebook isn't always... Uh, Facebook isn't always working 100% correct, as a lot of us know. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So much of this business was done on Facebook, and it still is. But with recent updates, there's been issues with notifications. What are you doing to kind of detour that? Because it can be very frustrating. You're not the first person I've heard mention that. So I just gotta, I want to throw it out there to, to, to a breaker who, you know, has, who has over 3,000 people in his group. What are you doing to help get the word out? Man, to be honest, um, when it first happened, it was like a couple couple months ago, maybe six months ago, something like that. And it was a it was a struggle um, for for a couple days. And it, like the first day, you know, you kind of like um, it's like oh, you know, it's a slow day, blah blah blah. And then the second day, you're like, okay, thumbs up. 
then um, you're just like, man, like this notification thing is just, you know, kind of killing me right now. And then um, after that one time, you know, I kind of, you know, pe- people figured out, you know, the notifications aren't working and stuff, you know, everybody on Facebook kind of came together and was like, okay, you know, it ain't working, blah, blah, blah. And um, there's, there's literally nothing. I mean, I could send out email blasts. I, I did that. Um, posted on the business page. But as far as the Facebook group, there really, there really wasn't anything I could do. I just had to, um, you know, re- rely on the guys checking in and out. And, I mean, they did. I mean, it, it didn't slow down that much. And I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't think the notifications are still 100% working. But it's it's not really affecting affecting how the group is going at all anymore. That, that's it's good. Really only a few. That's good to hear. Um, I can tell you personally that the uh, the notification system is still not working at 100, percent and it seems just to be a uh, a thorn in the side of a, a lot of the hobby because a lot of those hobbies ran through Facebook, and it's yep. it's it's interesting to see the reaction. Some guys are okay. We'll just roll with the punches, and they'll they'll take the time to uh, to check in for themselves. But then some guys. Um, they don't do that, and then they miss on things. So that brings us back to the customer appreciation breaks that you're that you're doing on Facebook. Just gives you more incentive to check in early and often to make sure that you don't miss something. Yeah, you, I mean, pretty much. Um, I mean, if, if, if you're active and you know you want to hop in breaks, I would recommend to check in. You know, every every hour, two hours or so. It just depends on you know. What, what day you want to get in a break. Almost everything that we post breaks um, same day or the next day, depending on what time we post. You know, almost all, all new releases um, will break you know, early on, like Spectra basketball releases today. we got um, three spots left in our full case break, and that will probably break shortly, uh, shortly after I'm off the phone here with you. Awesome. So let's talk about Spectra. It's, I I was saying earlier I like the product. It's it's uh, it's shiny. That's uh, that's the best way to describe it. Uh, it's yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a product that draws people in because of the big hits that you can get on from it. But like you said, you don't want to sit on some of that stuff because you you could lose value quickly. In the middle of the playoffs right now, we only have four teams left. Is this one of those products that? If you're going to flip, you need to do it quickly? Yeah, I would say so. If you're flipping, you definitely um, definitely got to do it quickly on this type of product. I mean, if you're doing it for PC, which, um, which then you don't have to flip, but um, PC cards like this are awesome, man. They're, like, shiny. They're pretty cards. Um, you get a lot in the break, so if you get your pick your team, which we do have a pick your team case up on the website, and we'll be doing many more of those. That's always fun, you know, to get your get your team stuff with this type of product. Absolutely, it's um, again, it's shiny. The patches are, are crazy. the The print yeah. runs are, are not huge. It's 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 a fun product. And now, again, this is this is a high end product, so it's kind of hit or miss. But when you hit, it, it should be fun for you. But just don't be smart about it and don't sit on something. Uh, this is your next chance yeah, exactly. at at Luca, you know, at Luca and Trey Young rookies, and uh, before you know, before the big stuff. Well, no, I guess didn't didn't National Treasure, Treasures basketball already come out? So I guess that was the real big shot. But this is another, yeah, that this, was. this is another shot for you to get something nice. Um, all right, so we we've talked about the, the Baker card. We've talked about uh, what's breaking right now. Let's let's talk a little bit more about that because. There's some other releases this this week. Uh, Prism Baseball being one of them, and uh, I don't know how you guys feel about Prism Baseball without the logos and stuff. How how your collectors feel about it? But I I tend to like it. What do you think? Um, see, personally, I'm not you know, personally I'm not a big fan with, without the logos. But um, there is a lot of color. There's hot boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing about this hobby. There's, there's a lot of new things, and there's a lot of different choices. So, I mean, to each their own. Everybody, you know, likes different things. So it's good to, you know, to have different stuff all the time, you know. Like, the price reflects, you know. The price reflects on not having the logos. If it had the logos, it'd be $20 more a spot, you know what sure. I mean? So, I mean, it's, 
it's definitely moving a little bit slower. Um, but for the price, I feel like it's a it's, it's solid for the price. You get a lot of cards, a lot of color. Chris is start, Chris started a case the other day, and he's like, "Holy cow, this is worse than Prism football." I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot more, a lot more color, you know. And with, with the rookie class, with like Vlad Jr., I know you can pull Vlad Jr. in there. Is that help driving in at all for you? Do you think? Um, Vlad Jr. I would say maybe drives it a little bit, but the checklist that they have for Prism is a lot different from Tops. You know, Tier One and uh, Bowman uh, that just recently uh, released. Yeah, the checklist is a lot different, so you kind of got to change up gears. I mean, you just gotta. You, I mean, if if you're just buying, you know, just just for fun, then you know it's not really a big deal, you know. But if you're buying, you know, to to make a resale and, you know, to invest in a certain player, you've got to check that checklist out, which Absolutely. you should do in almost every product, you know? Absolutely. Now, what I'm hearing for you is you need to be knowledgeable about the checklist just in general, and that's important for breakers as well because you got to know what you're breaking. How much research, yeah. how much research and time are you going through a checklist to make sure that you know what you're talking about? Um, it all depends on the product usually and how much time I'm spending with the product for, um, for prism. I looked at the checklist quick and, you know, I'd seen that it was different from Bowman and, uh, I kind of seen, kind of looked at the checklist and seen how teams were selling on, you know, aftermarket. I kind of put all that into my prices just because I know that it didn't have the logos and I know it wouldn't be too strong. So I had to, you know, be smart about on how I price some of these teams, blah, blah, blah. And the checklist is a lot different. That's for sure than Bowman. So, okay. I got I'd you. say, I mean, like Spectra, Spectra, you know, I'll probably spend, you know, an hour or so on, um, national treasures football. It's, uh, Probably, you know, another hour or two on that just because we're breaking so much of it. Um, flawless, you know, flawless football spent a good amount of time on that. And then uh, buyback products. You don't really spend any time on, on those because you don't know what you're getting besides right. the, sell, the uh, sell sheet that they provide you with usually. Right. Okay, so um, I got I to gotta wrap up because I'm short on time, but... I, I, you told me that you had a, a discount code for the listeners. What do you got, man? We do, we do. We got a five dollar code. Okay. Um, you can use it. You can use it for uh, on anything on the website right now. We got Prism Baseball, Flawless Football, Spectra, Bowman Baseball, Honors, Break King Baseball. Um, it's a five dollar code. You can use it once per person, and the code is Fat Packs. Oh, that's simple enough. Pretty, pretty easy. You just uh, you go to the website, uh, grab anything you want. You enter in Fat Pack. Uh, when you check out, and you'll get five dollars off. Awesome. That's that. So, guys, if you're listening to this, they're my lead sponsor for a reason. Go check them out at BadgerBreaks.com. Get in their face. Get in their Facebook group so you don't miss anything. And then make sure you use that yeah, five dollar code. What's the What's the Facebook page? Uh, just badger breaks. Just badger breaks. All right, yeah, search badger breaks, and um, my group, uh, my business page is badger breaks. The, they're both linked together, so you can find either or on the business page or the group. On the web page, there's a bar at the top, badgerbreaks.com, where you can join our Facebook group. And I mean, there's other, there's other ways to get five dollars back on on uh, on the website too. If you haven't used code badger, that's five dollars off. For uh, anyone that hasn't bought anything yet on the website, and um, if you just do simple things like follow our Facebook page, like us on Twitter, Instagram, you get points, ba- Badger bucks back for that, and that adds up to be five, ten bucks right there. So that's almost twenty dollars in discounts. You just heard right there. That's awesome, guys. Go check them out. Badgerbreaks.com is the central hub. Go there. Get links to all those 
spots that he was just talking about. Don't miss out on this discount code. All right, how, uh, thank you so much, Kyle, for joining me. I really appreciate it. I want to let you get back to yeah, uh, to running minis and stuff because I know that the specter is about to fill for you. Um, guys, hang tight, and we'll be right back. A quick reminder that this week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks. Find them on Facebook by searching for Badger Breaks or just check out their website, badgerbreaks.com, to get involved in some of the best breaks in the hobby. All right, we're back after that quick break and joining us uh, this month, again, three months in a row, is my my man, Mr. Ken Kinsley. What's up, man? How are you doing? Oh, it is the month of May. I am on top of the world. It's my second favorite month of the year. Why is that? Indy 500. Oh, okay. All right. You know, you've never really heard me talk much about it. You no. know, never, never. I mean, after I'm not I, at all. <laughs> I remember, uh, I remember it, was, it was either last year or the year before, I was actually doing a show with you and had to leave early so I could go home and see Qualify. Oh, man. That's uh, yeah. that's important stuff to you, I guess, then. It, so that, that, that would lead right into why we're doing the set that we're going to do on Inserted this month. Tell me exactly what this is, man. The set we're looking at, it's from 2007, which is actually the last time there was an IndyCar-produced set. All right. It's so long ago that IndyCar was called IRL, the Indy Racing League. Okay. The series has completely gone through a change since then. And also back then, you had the Indy Racing League and you had Champ Car, All right. which were the same thing, and they merged close to 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So, so this is... This is uh... As the kids say, back in the day. This is definitely, definitely back in the day. Uh, and, you know, I was real excited. I was real happy that you let me, you know, kind of pick this and do this. Because if you're an IndyCar fan, which I, I, I get it. Most of the guys that are listening to this, guys and gals, are probably not big IndyCar guys. And mm -hmm. that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's not a whole lot out there. Sure. Um, for IndyCar drivers. The only other things I can think of... Um, in 2013, the Press Pass Legends set mm -hmm. had some of the guys, the guys that were on the Penske and Ganassi teams, so uh, Dario Franchitti, Will Power, Elio Castroneves, guys mm -hmm. like that. Well, the reason they got in that set, Penske and Ganassi were also in NASCAR. So uh, you were able to get a little bit of that. Was Mario Andretti in that? He may not have been in that one, but he's actually one other one I wrote down. He's He was in a few Press Pass things back in the day. Because I, I distinctly remember pulling Andretti patch auto out of legends it might have been like 13 or 14 legends yeah it might have been a different set but he was in he was in things for years okay um he was i mean i have an autograph it's numbered serial numbered one out of 25 i think i may have one out of 10 as well mm -hmm. from press pass he also was in goodwin champions yeah one he's year. been a good one yep and then that that kind of goes into last year in 2018 goodwin you had marco andretti his grandson uh, had an autograph and gay and uh, race used and so on and so forth and Graham Rahal as well. Sure. I don't know how much you know about IndyCar, but that's Bobby Rahal's son. You right. may remember good old Bobby from back in the day. And the only other times really that I can think of that you can find certified pack issued autographs is some of the guys that actually we know from NASCAR that did run the Indy 500. Okay. Bobby Allison mm. ran the Indy 500 two or three times. Donnie Allison. Kale Yarbrough, All right. guys like that, um, or got uh, Tony Stewart's, oh, okay. guys like that, um, that have NASCAR releases and have autographs. So if you're a, uh, you know, you're trying to collect guys that have run the Indy 500, your pickings are kind of limited. So before we get into this set, uh, first of all, made by Rittenhouse, just a name that, unless you're into the, the entertainment card, you really don't see a lot of anymore. Um, yeah, I think the only other thing I can think of sports really they did. Didn't they do WNBA they for did a WNBA, year or two? Yeah, or something now like that? now Panini has that license. Okay. So, but uh, before we get into the, the set, which I really want, obviously that's why you're here. What are your feeling on racing cards just in general, like how they're received in the hobby? Because um, and obviously Panini has a license now for NASCAR, but they've been around forever with with Press Pass and, and Rittenhouse and, uh, you know, there's a lot of Italian card manufacturers out there that, that have a racing licenses, either uh, F, was it Formula One that they have licenses for. So um, just in general, what are your views in the hobby about racing cards? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, even when you are going to do our poll for what we're going to do next, we don't really think about racing. Not at all. Um 
Now, myself as a teenager in the 90s, man, I collected baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and racing. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, there's so much out there and prices are so much higher. I think that the average collector is kind of narrowed down, whether Mm -hmm. it be a sport or a team or he only collects his team across all sports. So I don't know if there are as many NASCAR collectors, and I also feel like NASCAR is kind of on a downswing, and I say NASCAR because that's really... What's out there. That's what's out there, Um, you know, from Panini. I mean, I don't even know what else you could do. You could do IndyCar and NHRA. Other than that, you know, a lot of people don't know what it is. Honestly... Uh, I think Panini actually does a good job Mm -hmm. with what they do. I would love to see them try to go to a racing product, and let's try to get a couple of these IndyCar guys in there. Let's try to get a couple of these NHRA. Uh, Graham Rahal, who I mentioned earlier, he's married to Ashley Force. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't know NHRA, you know that last name of Force. Pretty much everybody knows John Force. Right. So, I mean, I, they do a great job with it, and, you know, those collectors are diehard. I, I've heard, I don't remember where I've heard it, but I believe it's been on your show. Somebody's mentioned, you know, that, like, some of the biggest diehards are hockey card collectors. Right. Mm-hmm. But the guys that like, the guys and gals that like NASCAR, they are very passionate. They're very specific to their yes. to their driver. Though. To their driver, yeah. You don't see as many set builders and things mm-hmm. like that, but they are definitely very passionate about what they do, so... And like I said, I think Panini does a good job with what they're doing. Sure. So, so you mentioned uh, the Force name and NHR, uh, NH, NHRA, and that was actually in the first Panini National Treasures racing release. Uh, the, I specifically remember the Force ladies being in there in there because we pulled a dual patch auto of, mm-hmm. of both the sisters. Um, so that's just a lack of knowledge on my end, because yeah. I'm really not a NASCAR I, guy. I understand. I understand. But I definitely, like I said, if they would be able to do that and make it a racing product, and I get it because uh, one of my former employers was the official retailer of IndyCar for two years. Okay. So I know things that the average guy doesn't about how things work, and it's very difficult sure. to get these things because... You have a driver who is an independent contractor, so he's not with a a league or a team where, oh, you're in the MLB Players Union, you're going to get, you're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the easy thing to do for a card. You have to work with the individual driver, the individual team, you have sponsors because of all of the patches and everything. So there's a lot that goes into it, and it is difficult, and I get that the, the return on investment for the companies is probably not... You know, not ideal. Probably not what they would get from a major, major sport. But man, it would be like I said, it would be nice to be able to, you know, still get a Mario Andretti who God, has a beautiful signature. Yeah, I sure does. Um, would be nice to be able to get him in there so that a fan can get a, you know, certified mm-hmm. autograph because you can go on eBay and get any of these guys because. IndyCar drivers sign very well at events, and they have the hero cards that are usually like the mm-hmm. five by seven, and you can get those. But you can also get them blank, and yeah. any any guy can just literally sign a name. And sure. if you're not doing your research, you know, et cetera, et cetera, going back to any other sport. What I remember most about, and you mentioned it, clicking the '90s was was press pass, late '90s, early early 2000s. I remember really liking their insert sets. Like they were really creative with the way they did things, and that's a testament to guys like you know DJ who was at at uh, Press Pass and now now at Panini running running things. But it, I really enjoyed uh, their insert sets, die cuts. Uh, you saw a lot of die cuts, wheel yeah. wheel shaped and stuff like that. And, and call me you know call me the Debbie Downer if you want, but you know why I think we don't see maybe as much of that no competition because Upper Deck was in there and did a right. really good job with die cut inserts because I was actually thinking uh-huh. as you right before you said that of some of those die cut inserts and lack of competition you yeah. know you know we okay let's not get into that <laughs> that's alright alright so let's just jump into this 27 I'm sorry 2007 written house IRL autographs tell me about the set now so yeah so I mean a lot of the focus for me was you know I went through and I looked at some sales and this was an IRL set, so it wasn't as heavily produced as Tops or you know mm. Tops baseball, football, anything else. So there's not a ton of it out there. The surprising thing was I looked at completed eBay sales today, and there were 
Zero. Zero. Zero completed eBay sales. Part of that being, I looked at the prices of the items that are up there, and I'm guessing because it's rare, there was a lot of rare in <laughs> these item descriptions. People are wanting prices that are, you know, they're ridiculous. Sure. So that's part of why they're not selling. I don't think it's that they're not desirable. It's that they're... So there's plenty of them listed. They're just not selling because... There's enough. You could yeah. go out there. And right now, you could, you could do a set between... The four websites that I looked at that sell cards, um, you could complete the set. Okay. If you have the money, you can complete the set. The most expensive is Danica Patrick is in this set. Mm -hmm. um, and that one is asking 200 on eBay right now. But mm -hmm. I know at one point it was like a $250 card. Oh, wow. So that's the, you know, that's the expensive one. So let's run through the checklist. Tell, yeah. me the, tell me the names and point out the names we need to know. So, um, you know, I think a lot of folks just, you know, from ESPN, even on SportsCenter, you know, probably about half of the names I would think that the average sports fan would still know. Um, it looks like the checklist is done in alphabetical order by last name. So you start out with an Andretti. You've yeah. got Marco Andretti. Um, this set was released the year after his first Indy 500 season. And or IndyCar season, but the, his first Indy 500, where he finished uh, third. Oh, wow. Okay. In his debut season. Uh, but since then, so he's been racing since 2006 in the Indy 500. He's got three third-place finishes, mm -hmm. a fourth-place finish, a sixth-place finish, and an eighth-place finish. Wow. So, so he's never... you're, talking, you're talking six top tens. Right. And, you know, it's funny. I was actually listening to the 2006 race on IndyCar radio the other day. And it was just how they were, you know, his last name's Andretti. They were hyping him up and he's going to do this and he's going to win all these races. He's won one race in his career. That's it. That is it. Oh man. What a, is that? No, a, maybe I'm, no, no, no. Okay. Don't take that as gospel. He may not have won, He may have won more than one, but it's like two or three. Oh wow. Cause there's somebody else later in the set that, Everybody knows it's only one, the only one, one race. One race. All so right. I may actually be off on that. But that, I mean, you know, the Andretti name, um, you know, in my opinion, you know, the height, he, the performance has not lived up to the height, but I, the Andretti name, people sure. are, are going to know who he is. All right. What else? We've got Ed Carpenter next. Never heard of him. Well, <laughs> you've never heard of him, but he's won the pole at the Indy 500 three of the last six years. Oh, really? He is an Indianapolis guy. All right. He went to Butler University okay. in Indianapolis. Uh, now he only runs the oval tracks. He doesn't run the street courses. He has another another guy. He owns his own team, runs the street courses. Okay. And he is actually the uh, stepson of the former president of IndyCar. Oh, so well, convenient. <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Uh, but yeah, he's pole three the last six years. Super, probably the most popular driver at the Indy 500 because of being there all right scott dixon we'll skip over uh who's it milka donut why are we skipping over scott dixon because i want to get to this name down here sarah fisher oh <laughs> tell well, me about could... sarah tell you about sarah fisher yeah. uh sarah is actually no longer really in indycar she owned a team up until i think three or four years ago now her and her husband own a uh karting track facility that's right in, i mean it's literally right across the street from the stadium but oh, wow. or the stadium the track but Sarah, I mean, she was, you know, she was Danica before Danica. Mm. She was the first woman in high series open wheel to win a pole. Oh, nice. Uh, she finished second. She was, that was the highest finish ever in a race until Danica finally won. Um, but yeah, and Sarah, I mean, she is, I've met her mm -hmm. multiple times. She is the nicest, most genuine, sweetest person. Um I even shared a picture on Facebook a few weeks ago because uh, she owned the car that Brian Clawson had driven one year, and uh, he unfortunately passed away in a wreck a few years ago. Oh, wow. Um, but she, uh, yeah, super popular. Um, yeah, I can't say, I. you just, you won't get me to say enough good things about her, but her, her Indy 500 performance never really lived up to it. Her best finish was a 17th. Okay. All so right. you're only talking halfway up. You got 33 cars in the race. So We've got two names next that I do know. Dario Franchetti and A.J. Foyt. <laughs> Those are pretty common names, right, in, in, in Formula One? Oh, I'm sorry, IndyCar? Yeah, uh, Dario Franchetti. His career ended a little soon. He actually could probably still be racing, but he had a couple of incidents, and then he had a wreck at Houston about six years ago that finally he just said, you know what, enough's enough. 
Um, but he's a four-time series champion. He won it in 2007 and then 2009 through 2011. Mm-hmm. And potentially the reason he didn't win it 2008 is because he was in NASCAR. Oh. He went over to NASCAR for a year that didn't work out real well, and then he got in a wreck and got hurt. And then he actually has won the Indy 500 three times. He won it in 2007, uh, 2010, and 2012. Wow. I was actually at the... Uh, I was actually at the 2012 one. Very nice. A.J. Foyt? Well, see, it's not A.J. Foyt. This is A.J. Foyt the fourth. The fourth. This is not A.J. This is his... uh, Adopt... No, Larry Foyt is his adopted son, I think. Grandson? I can't remember. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so well, he's the fourth one. It doesn't. Matter. He is. He is. He is not. He is not junior. Okay. Which is which is the one that everybody knows. But he is AJ the fourth. Um, but the interesting fact I found on him, I actually didn't know this. He has been an Indianapolis Colts scouting assistant since 2010. Oh wow! I had no idea. That's not much of a crossover there. Mm, no, I mean other than being in Indianapolis. Now, I, now, granted. I saw this on, or I read this on Wikipedia, always there, sometimes accurate. So maybe he's not anymore. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody didn't get in there and fix it. But still, at some point, he was a Colt scouting assistant for years, which I found super interesting. So the next name I want to point out is uh, Kosuke Matsusora. And I, I, I want to point that out just because you would think with the international appeal to... IRL and just in general that this might be a little more of an expensive card, but it's not. It's really not. He didn't have a lot of success. He was definitely a back marker in the series, and it's hard to say that if it wasn't for his family tree, he was sponsored by Panasonic, oh, who wow. either his father or grandfather owned. Oh, well, that helps. Or created or whatever. So he had the money to go racing. He wasn't, uh, he, so he was a back marker, but not to the point that you're like, okay, he shouldn't be here. Uh-huh. But he actually is doing something. I can't remember if it's with, it's something still racing related. Like he started his own company and it's something with like steering wheels or tires really? or something like okay. that. Um, so he's actually still in racing overall. Well, the next, uh, Vitor Mira, is that how you say his name? Vitor Mira. All right. Uh, you know, a name that, that probably the average uh, folk listening to this is not going to know, but he did finish second in 2005 and 2008. And then next is probably the biggest name on the list, Miss Danica Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. If you follow me on social media, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not a big Danica fan because we had to hear about her all the time. All the time. She won one dang race, and it was because another driver ran out of fuel. Oh, that's it. So there's that. But, in fairness, she did have six top tens at the Indy 500. But her best was the fourth, which was her rookie year. Okay. Buddy Rice next. Uh, 2004 Indy 500 winner. Um, kind of in the, uh, kind of in the, you're in the split era there and things weren't real good. So, you know, he probably wasn't as good as some of the other guys. Right. Um, and he's not well known because of that, but... He did win an Indy 500, and you can't you can't take that away from anyone. Thomas Schechter, ah, uh, good old Kamikaze Schechter. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting name. I like to call him Kamikaze. Yeah, it's not a give. It's not a real nickname, but that dude just drove and had no regard for who was around him. Oh. He was just gonna do what he was gonna do. <laughs> that man caused so many wrecks and cost so much money to so many people. Um, but he did in uh, 2002 and 2003. He led the most laps in the race. Uh, and in 2003, he did finish fourth. Um, I don't know how much you know about Formula One. Have you ever heard the name Jody Schechter? Nope. Okay, that was his dad, and he was, I believe he was a world champ Okay. in F1. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, he had some heritage there, but... Scott Sharp. This guy sounds like a hockey player. That's a hockey name. Eh, well, you know. He, three top tens, though. Okay. 2005 to 2007, he, ha- he had some top tens. Uh, Jeff Simmons? I got nothing. Nothing? Yeah, unfortunately, then- I looked through Jeff's... Not a whole lot there. And then Dan Weldon. Dan Weldon, yeah. Uh, the 2005 champ. He won the Indy 500 in 2005 and 2011. And then there was a, uh, a big like program they were doing to win the Indy 500 and the season-closing Las Vegas race. Um, he didn't run the whole season. He only ran those two races. And unfortunately, in that 2011 race, lost his life. Oh, no. Um, yeah, and they haven't been back to... Uh, 
They haven't been back since. He was only 33. He could conceivably still be driving, too. Wow. That's... I mean, and he could have had four four titles. I was actually at his the, the last one he won. Um, maybe go check it out. Just it's He literally led the last straightaway is all he led of that. J.R. Hildebrand was going to win the race coming out of turn four, mm-hmm. hit the wall. Oh, wow. And just stopped, and Weldon just went right by him. I was sitting there. None of us had any idea in the stands what the heck was going on. It was so weird. Wow. Um, and then the wrecked car stopped right in front of us. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, you. Uh, I got to admit, though, you you, 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 uh, you kind of skipped over Scott Dixon. Yeah, go back to Scott. Do you not know who Scott Dixon is? I have is? no idea who that is. Uh, Scott Dixon is a five-time champion. Oh, well, I did it for you. Ser- set up series this champion. The only person that has more series champions is A.J. Foyt. He has he won uh, the Indy the Indy 500 in 2008, and he currently has 44 wins, third in Champ Car history behind Mario Andretti and AJ Foyt. So okay, he's a name. The only other one you skipped over that you know I don't think there was anybody any big names. You did kind of go over uh, Tony Kanaan. He was the 2004 champ, and he mm-hmm. won the race the Indy 500 in 2013. Okay, and then uh, good old you you mentioned Milka Duno. Yeah. Milka was a former model. Okay. She started racing late. She's Venezuelan. She started racing late. She didn't start racing until she was 24. Oh, wow. Uh, but she, when I said the the Kosuke Matsura wasn't like a complete backmarker, unfortunately she was. She was where <laughs> she was because she had Venezuelan oil money. I uh, see. She was sponsored by Sitgo. Okay. So, oh, wow. um, but yeah, so there's a couple other guys we didn't mention, but they're definitely guys that you know, you're not going to be, not really going to be looking for. Uh, so something else I did look at, though, was I was curious who ran in that race, in the 2007 race. I don't know if this came out early or late. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it was. Um, but I was looking at the guys in the race that weren't in the set. All right. And there's some names you'll probably know. Elio Castroneves. Definitely. For some reason, I thought he was in this set, and I had to look at everything, and I'm like, well, I don't see him anywhere. I thought he was in it. I guess he wasn't. Sam Hornish Jr. Yes. Who was a two-time 500 champ, I believe, and a two-time series champ, and then went to NASCAR. Uh, Elio Castroneves, by the way, has three Indy 500 wins. If he won, if he was to win the fourth, because he is still running, he would actually tie A.J. Foyt and two others Mm. for most ever. Uh, Mike Landretti ran in the race, but he hadn't run for a couple of years, so, you know, he wasn't a full-time driver. And Al Unser Jr., Oh, wow. As well, ran in this race. But again, same thing was not running full time. But right. I thought that was something interesting because, you know, I feel like we analyzed one of the first two mm-hmm. and we kind of, who wasn't in there. Sure. So I thought that was an interesting, interesting Yeah, piece. definitely we did that with the hockey mask. The that's what it was. Mass, yes, uh, that's de- what it definitely was. names that should have been in there. For uh, Let's get back to the, the cards themselves. How were these inserted? How were they pulled? Were they random or did they have good odds? Uh any any light, any light on that? Wah, wah, wah. Ah. Uh, I don't know. I want to say they were about two per box. Okay. Um, because I actually looked a handful of years ago to maybe start buying some boxes of these. Mm-hmm. And one of the big sellers that we all know actually had a case. And I was thinking about it. Mm. And then I'm just like, eh, at that price, you know, I can just buy the autographs, even the Danica itself. Sure. For less than the price of a case. So I never pulled the trigger, and somebody else did. So I don't have them. But I want to say they were about two per box. And when, right. you, and when you kind of look at what the cost was, you know, it just mathematically, you know, economically, it did not make sense. This is um, an interesting to see. that They all say sold out on this page you printed out here. I'm, I'm guessing you got this from, I'm just going to guess eBay. Is that where it came from? No, it no. came from elsewhere. The top okay. ones are sold out, but then down there, or some prices, uh, the second, oh, third you. rows. Yeah, you. it just whatever filter it was, it, it filtered to the sold outs first. Oh, I see where it's from. We won't mention them. Okay, but that's uh, that's. Do you think that these these listers here from the site have these a little high, or I mean, they look reasonable. Some of them are a little high. If you go and you look, I'm seeing Jeff Simmons at four dollars. That seems right. Ed Carpenter at 580, that might even be a little low, to be honest, just because he's had such a long career and, mm-hmm. a, you know, been relatively successful at Indy, in the Indy 500, just hasn't won, but I believe he's got a top three finish. 
Uh, Darren Manning at 625 is a little high. Tony Kanon. I've been surprised. I feel like there may be a lot more Kanon cards out there for some reason. Okay. Because I've seen those multiple places, and I also saw on eBay like a 50-card autographed vendor lot. I don't know what a vendor lot is. I mean, it's something where I'm sure they were given to them not out of packs. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are a lot of those out there. For a guy, Tony Kanon is one of the most popular drivers of the last 20 years. That's... And hmm. that, you know, for seven bucks, that seems about right. Sarah Fisher's seven. Then you're getting to where they seem to be a little high. There's kind of a break. And it's probably just you have good sellers, and then you have sellers that price it, don't care, don't know, and don't go back and look. Yeah, just leave they're, it they're pricing to price. They're not pricing to sell. So you got like AJ Foyt at a le- fourth at $11. If that was AJ, AJ sure. Jr., that would be a heck of a deal. Kosuke Matsura for 12, Buddy Rice at 12, Scott Sharp. And these are some of the guys we didn't really talk that much about. Right. Uh, Scott Dixon at $20 seems about right for a guy that's, you know, like any sport, it's hard to compare eras. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to argue that Scott Dixon, if he's not one of the top three drivers of all time, he's one of the top five. So $20 for one of... His only handful of certified autographs. He's actually one that was in that press pass uh, legend set. Oh, because he drove for Ganassi. He's driven for Ganassi actually his whole career. Uh, the Marco Andretti at twenty. Eh, I mean, he's popular, so I guess it seems kind of right. And then that Milkaduno. Uh, yeah, that's at thirty bucks. But you don't see those. You don't see hers as often. I almost think in a lot of ways the female drivers are kind of like. Female wrestling cards, sure. Like they kind of get scooped up a little bit faster, so that's uh, you know, it seems a little high, um, but you'll have that. But these, like I said, most of these, if they're not available on one site, they're available on another. Because mm-hmm. I looked multiple places, um, you know, including there are some on the Beckett Marketplace, which those prices are a little high. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> eh, it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can find them on Beckett Marketplace. You can find them everywhere. Sure. But it, I will say that it seems like consistently across the board, prices are a little high. Cool. For I, what they are. I think you've you've come to the conclusion and helped lead me there that it's probably because of you know, that rarity, that, that supposed rarity, and you know people might this might be the only place that you can get them or the, the, this particular driver. So. They've priced it high, hoping that um, somebody will buy it on it. It only takes one. I mean, right. I, I, I get that. You know, a, you know, it only takes one. But I guess I'm just more of the hey, let's move it and get my money back, right. and let's move on to something else. Right. But and then the other thing, I don't know if you noticed over here at the top right, there was yeah. also these AJ. There were AJ Foyt autographs in there, but they were like a special. They didn't come. They didn't come like these. The all the other ones that we've talked about were pack inserted. Right. These were actually like box toppers or something to oh, that nice. effect because they came in. Uh, they came in a top loader, and I don't feel like you can see it there. I thought they came with like a seal over them, mm-hmm. like uh, you know some of the current companies do with their redemption cards. Yeah, you can see a seal. There oh, you can see. Yeah. Okay, I guess I couldn't see it because there were also like that wasn't the only box topper. There were also. Uh, Dario Franchitti, because uh, he had won the Indy 500 the year before. Right. So there were special inserts. Actually, he won it this year. So these may I may have actually just been able to figure out that these came out after the Indy 500 because he had an insert from winning the race. So these came out later in the year. These would have been out probably in like August or September because there were okay. Dario Franchitti cards where he had won the race. Oh. Um, okay. I literally just put two and two together, and there we go. But there were uh, some ones numbered out of 500 of his that were also box toppers. All right. And I feel like the AJ Foyts, it doesn't say on here that they're serial numbered, but I think they may have been serial numbered like 500 as well. So maybe we are talking only like 1,000 boxes. Sure. Which might be right because, again, this wasn't going to be top baseball. Right. Absolutely. All right. Parting shots on this set. What do you think? I mean, give give the listeners a reason to go pick them up. I mean, the reason you go pick them up is because there have only been 800 people, 800 or so people that have driven in the Indy 500. Okay. Uh, which is, sorry, don't care what you say. Sorry to the people that love NASCAR, Formula One. 
The Indy 500 is the most well-known automobile race in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and only 800 or so men and women have been able to do that. And of those 800, you're only talking about 30 or so that, 30 or maybe 40 that have certified autographs. autographs. And uh, so this is your chance to potentially do that. Um, you've got legends here. You've got Dario Franchitti. You've got Scott Dixon. You've got... Um, Dan Weldon, you've got legends of auto racing. Sure. Um, so that's why. I mean, it's my thing. It's not everybody's thing. Uh, but it's, you know, like I said, it's the Indy 500 is the most well-known race. It's the most well-known race track in the world. Mm -hmm. So. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, you did a good job laying it out, man. I, I, uh, as you, I was going in blind on this. So uh, this was your thing, and I'm happy you did it because I learned something today which I hope the listeners did too. Now, uh, I told you I was going to keep you about 15 minutes. It's actually been 30. I like uh, to hear my own voice. You like to hear your own voice. But uh, just before we get out of here, though, uh, feedback from the mask, the pinnacle mask. Uh, I think it's been, we got some nice interaction about it. Yeah, so. I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did have somebody on Twitter. Um, I can't remember exactly what his Twitter handle is, but he did tweet at me and say, hey, you know what? Um, I love the, love the segment. And he confirmed some of the things that I had kind of said, I think, I think, I think, mm -hmm. uh, specifically about the uh, artists having to get right. paid. Right. So he had confirmed that that was a thing apparently even as far back as the, the early, early 90s. 90s when this set was from. So I was uh, up up in Toronto last week, obviously, as you as you know, and I, was, I had my boy Matt, who was an artist, and he was talking about the same thing. He loved that set, but... It was an artist-driven thing, and the artist just didn't want to give up the rights to the to the artwork. So that's why there's such a pain in the butt to to get at. And I, I shot I shot a picture of a, a set that somebody had a hundred dollars on, and you and I were chatting, you know, obviously off off, off air. But it just seemed like a bit much it was, for, for what it was. But uh, Canadian, so that would have been seventy dollars U.S. But, but let's be take. honest, card show prices are, yeah. you know, we just saw each other at a card show. Right. You know, a couple weeks before that, you know, since our last show, though. But card show prices are just high. I yeah. mean, they are, they are, in general, they are what they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're not, they're not, they're not trying to compete with eBay. Right. So. That's right. I also wanted to drop this funny note in. You know that, uh, so you and I know kind of why we've started this segment because mm -hmm. I was a big fan of the set of the month, which, right. you know, just logistically you had to stop. It wasn't able to make it work. Mm -hmm. uh, in the back seat of my car right now is a rack packs case of 1991 tops, which is one wow. of those sets that uh, you and David Wright profile. Why would you get a rack pack case? Because of that interview. Okay. I have just here and there bought boxes, Bought a couple of factory sets because of the glowbacks, yeah. the difference. So, you know, shout out to David Wright, who still does not follow me on Twitter for some reason. <laughs> David's a hard guy to track I, down. Man. I don't understand why he won't follow me back. I've unfollowed and followed him multiple times, hoping he would right. see it and follow me back. No. But anyway. Um, you want to get David You want to get David to follow you, talk wrestling. I, I, talk, <laughs> I mean, I talk more than most people, don't I? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, no, one of my things, one of my projects down the road is a complete master set of glowback, non-glowback, sheets they were on because there's A, B, C, D, mm -hmm. E, because you know what? The boxes are so cheap and it's just something sure. fun and unique to so do. So if I come to your house this weekend, you're going to have a... a, a, a a black light going over those cards looking for him? Probably not this weekend, <laughs> but you know, maybe some some hopefully someday. Things are things are busy, but hopefully someday. May is my you. busy month of the year with uh, my stepson. I got you. Uh Dylan just graduated, didn't he? Or he's getting ready no, to No, nope, he's actually a junior. He's, he's a junior? actually a junior. What did I see? Oh, it was a choir thing. He had his choir bank. That's what it was. And uh he was named outstanding junior male. Awesome. Vocalist, okay. Which he also achieved. He also received the freshman and the sophomore. So oh, he's wow. had it every year. So super proud of him. And then in the Texas All State, he's made it one level further every year. Sure. So we're thinking next year he should finally be Texas All State. So awesome. Super proud of that boy. But um, congratulations, sir. Yeah, he's I'm, I'm proud. He's a great kid. And then, uh, but yeah, it's May, so it's in the school year. So we've got 
co- you know, we've got concerts mm-hmm. and we've got musicals and we got all kinds of stuff going on. And awesome. So yeah, awesome. All right, man. We're gonna get out of here. Thanks again for stopping by. We really appreciate it. We will have a poll up uh, very soon for the next insert set of the month. I'll come inserted. up with inserted. Inserted. What do what year you want to do? I'll let you pick. Okay, I'll pick. I picked the first two. So surprise me. All right, well, but we can't. But do... this is a team effort. Yeah. You do that, and I do the PowerPoint. So we can't do racing, basketball, or hockey. So that's really narrowed down. I feel like we could probably go ahead and do basketball again. Let's throw throw it it back in there. Just because it's been a couple of months okay. and all that. All right. Uh, if you want, or if you find something else you can do. Sure. Um, but yeah, just like I said, I love those 90s ones, though, where everything was across the board. Like, right. all four sports kind of looked the same. Mm-hmm. So those are, I love the way that you've been uh, kind of choosing the pieces for the polls. So awesome. I'm going to think I'm going to leave that to you. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with this week. Really appreciate it. And until next week. Just keep listening. Cue the trick.